Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hi everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I am so glad that you joined me tonight. Whatever part of the world you're listening to me from, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm really, really so glad you're here. Um, I've been starting a, I, well, actually, I've started a series as uh, the Twelve Pillars of Faith, and it's, uh, um, you know, my pastor, uh, God gave me an entire year of teachings. And they were surrounding different topics from the pillars of Christian faith. And tonight, I'm going to begin my series on my mission. So, my mission. And tonight, I'm going to start with, why were we created? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why was I, why am I here? Why was I created? What's my purpose? Tonight and this month, um, we're going to be we're going to be looking into that further. The foundation scriptures are Genesis one twenty seven and Genesis two seven. So God created man in His own image, in the image and likeness of God, He created him, male and female, He created them. Genesis one twenty seven. That's in the Amplified. And in Genesis two seven and also in the Amplified it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living being. <laughs> Hallelujah. We became a living being. Just think that the very God of all creation breathed his very breath into us. Wow. Man was created by God. He he formed him out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now, we did not evolve. The theory of evolution is exactly that. It's a theory. It is not a law, such as the law of gravity, the law of lift. I'm going to read to you what the definition of a theory is. Definition of a theory. I may give you a couple of them, a couple of definitions here that I'm looking at. A, a coherent group of tested general propositions commonly regarded as correct. Notice commonly regarded as correct. That can be used as principles of explanation and prediction for a class of phenomena. Einstein's theory of relativity. 
synonyms principle, law, doctrine. A proposed explanation whose status is still conjectural and subject to experimentation in contrast to well-established propositions that are regarded as reporting matters of actual fact. So none of these are proven theories. I mean, I'm sorry, a theory is not proven fact. It's a, as it says, a a group of, you know, well-established propositions that are regarded as as reporting matters of actual fact. There is, it's it's, idioms would be in theory, ideally, hypothetically. So, it's not, and, and it can be confused with hypotheses, law, and theory. In technical or scientific use, theory, principle, and law represent established, evidence-based explanations accounting for currently known facts or phenomena or for historically verified experience, the theory of relativity, the germ theory of disease, the law of supply and demand, the principles of conservation of energy. So you kind of get the idea that theory is not proven. Theory is more a... um, Theory is more a like a somebody what they think might have happened. Yeah, they think we evolved from apes because we look we don't look like apes. We have similar features. We have the the, the similar looking faces and and you know face, facial features and arms and legs and just. We look very, very much in regards to that aspect. So they're thinking, okay, well, maybe we evolved from the ape, or maybe we evolved from the caveman, or you know, as I mean, got got as that went along. But that's just not the case. It's a theory, a theory, a theory. T h e o r y. Theory, not fact, F-A-C-T, not proven. It it might say something like, well, I think that the, I think that the wind blows because somebody thought perhaps it might blow from from that way and and uh, that's kind of what they're thinking so I'm just going to go with that I'm just I'm not going to even though you can't see the wind but the wind is just there it evolved from a vapor or something 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 just try to think of a good example but just 
theory is T H E O R Y, not fact, F A C T. <laughs> anyway, let's move along right here. But now, in spite of past judgments for Israel, Israel sins. Thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you, ransomed you by paying a price instead of leaving you captives. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> That's in Isaiah 43.1. He has called you by your name. You are his. Hallelujah. And every time you look at the, you read the Bible, and it, it may say somebody else's name, but you just put your name in there and personalize it. When he says, I've called you by your name, you are mine, put yourself in there, put your name. I've called you Samuel. I've called you Deborah. I've called you Matthew. I've called you Mary. By your name, your mind, your God's. That was Isaiah 43.1. Beautiful. Amplified version. Even everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, whom I have made. Isaiah 43.7. I made the earth and created man upon it. I, with my hands, stretched out the heavens, and I commanded all their host. That's Isaiah forty-five twelve. So, we did not just evolve. Those are some scriptures there that shows you that we didn't evolve. It, these are scriptures four scriptures saying how God, well, a couple, about three scriptures showing how God, he, he formed us, he created us. And that's, uh, his word is truth. And we take his word, which is fact, F-A-C-T over theory, T-H-E-O-R-Y. <laughs> We were created as a result of God's divine purpose. Isaiah 43, 7 says, I have created man for my glory. Man is a created being purposed by God to bring him glory. God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Make man in our image. Even as in his love, he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated, and set apart for him and blameless in his sight even above reproach before him in love. For he foreordained us, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted 
revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him and was his kind intent so that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, favor, and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. That's so beautiful. It's all beautiful. And that was Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. For it is he who delivered and saved us and called us with a calling in itself holy and leading to holiness, to a life of consecration, a vocation of holiness. He did it not because of anything of merit that we have done, but because of and to further his own purpose and grace and merited favor, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began eternal ages ago. That is Second Timothy 1, verse 9. Looking for my place, I lost it. <laughs> that was this thing. Yeah, here we are. Now, here are six things that set you and I apart from all of God's creation. Man is created by God. Man alone of all created beings. Receive the very breath of God. Man is formed in God's image. Man is created for God's glory. Man was planned and designed in a council of the triune God. That means the Holy Father God and Holy Ghost, the Trinity. Man has been redeemed by the God-man, Jesus Christ. Jesus was all God and all man. Man was created in God's image. Not a physical image, because God is a spirit. A personal image, one who designs, plans, and communicates wills and feels is pleased and displeased. God saw everything he made and behold it was very good. Genesis one thirty one says then God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning for the sixth day. Man is a moral being. Man was 
created with a sense of accountability to his maker, man has a conscience. And when I say man here, I'm talking about man and woman because it's just how it's how it's it's uh, man is all encompassing. So man has a conscience. When man does right, his heart assures him. When he does wrong, his heart condemns or convicts him. So basically, when it says heart condemns, it basically means convicts him. Because condemnation is of the devil. I'll try to put you on a guilt trip. Well, you did this. You terrible person. And it's just, it's, He's trying to make you feel guilty, tempt you, get you to sin, and wants to put you on a guilt trip. That conviction by the Holy Ghost, when he convicts you, it's a gentle, loving way of saying, don't you think you should not do that? Or you did that wrong, and you really need to go apologize. It's a gentle, non-condemning, non-guilt trip way. Man has a social image to love a wife who is from his side to be his equal to him, near his heart to be loved by him, under his arm to be protected by him. And notice Eve was not made from underneath Adam's foot. (laughs) She was made from one of his ribs to be equal to him and near his heart, to be a stand alongside him, to, under his arm, to be protected by him, to be his helpmate, not made under his feet, to be walked all over and a doormat. Men are to cherish their wives and, and love them, protect them, because they help each other. A man was commanded to multiply and replenish the earth. Out of the Ten Commandments, did you know that six concern our relationship with our fellow man? Man was made to have communion with God, his family, and his friends. Man is a living soul a whole being, a spirit and a soul in a body. The body was fashioned to live forever. But when sin entered the world through Adam's disobedience, Adam and Eve's disobedience and their sin, then it changed and death began to work in the body. Here are ten facts about the body. It is a mortal body that will return to the dust out of which it was fashioned. Genesis 3.19 In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. Genesis 3.19 Psalm 
You hide your face. They are troubled. You take away their breath. They die and return to the dust. Even though the body is made from the dust of the ground, it is wonderfully made. Psalm 139, verses 14 through 16 says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book they were all they all were written the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them man's body is only a temporary tabernacle for man to live in 2 Peter 1.14 reads knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. 2 Corinthians 5.1 For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with man with hands, eternal in the heavens. Hallelujah. God, God uh, Jesus said before he left, he says, in, in my Father's house there are, there are many mansions, or in my Father's kingdom there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. That might, that's like a paraphrase, but it's a, our mansion, eternal in the heavens. That's if you're saved and you have Jesus in your heart. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, he loves you. He wants to be with you forever. He loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him it might be saved. The Holy Bible reads we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you want to make sure you go into heaven, just mean it with your heart. Repeat after me. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me, set me free. Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved 
I am born again, I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt me, including myself. I receive your peace, your love, and your joy, Jesus. I receive it now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. As a minister of the gospel, Jesus Christ, it gives me the greatest pleasure to tell you all, all, and all means all of your sins are forgiven you right now. Now, you have assurance that if you, God forbid, were to die this very second, you would go to be with Jesus in heaven for eternity, forever. I'm going to read those um, two two, uh, verses again for you. Body is only temporary tabernacle for man to live in. If you just said that prayer, (laughs) congratulations, because in 2 Peter 1.14, as I've read a short while ago, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. 2 Corinthians 5.1 For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Praise God. Man's body will be glorified in the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15:44a reads it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body and that sown s o w n it is sown a natural body it is raised a spiritual body 1 Corinthians 15:53 for this corruptible must put on incorruptible and this mortal must put on immortality. Hallelujah. Praise God. No more aches, no more pains, no more sickness, no more corruption, no more corruptible, all incorruptible. No more mortal, all immortality. Praise the living Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. The body of the born-again man is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is why it should not be used as an instrument to sin. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 through 20 reads, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, And you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Wow. What a high price that was. 
God, the creator of the whole entire universe, everything, came down from heaven in the form of a man, Jesus. He he had prepared for his ministry, and then he did all his wonderful miracles. He ministered to people, and, and he took on the sins of the world, every sickness, every disease, guilt, shame. He took that on himself that we wouldn't have to. For you and I were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You could say which belong, or another way of putting it is which belong to God, because perhaps someone's listening right now that as this is being read, the end part of it in verse 20, where it says, For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That may, could perhaps sound to you like I'm saying, which are God's. Since you you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit. So it, it could be confused. Maybe it might sound like I'm saying your body is are God's. But that's not the case. Uh, try, try and hear it this way. For you were bought at a price... Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belong to God. Your body belongs to God. Try it, try it that way. Sometimes a, a play on words can, can kind of sound different and things can get kind of confusing in that way. You know, when you dedicate yourself to God, your body is a living and holy sacrifice. Romans 12:1 reads, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The redeemed man's body is a weapon against the devil. Romans 6.13 reads, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Redeemed man enjoys certain benefits of Christ's redeeming work in the body, even in this world. Matthew eight sixteen through 17 When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. 
you and I will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ on what we have done in our body. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And in closing here is man's body of dust, which he inherited from Adam, bears the image of Adam as well as the image of God. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 45-49. And so it is written, The first man, Adam, came a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as in the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. That's awesome. That is so awesome. And we'd be just that we bear the image of the heavenly man. That's so wonderful. Praise God. So exciting. So exciting. I want to let you know that that uh, uh, Debbie, uh, that's going to be just the lesson for for today, anyway. And uh, I'm going to continue on next week with finding my individual purpose for my life. And that will be part one. And continuing the series, My Mission. I have got some exciting news to share with you, but before I do, I'm going to go to a short commercial or short audio promo about have RBI, River Bible Institute, River Bible, I'm sorry, River Bible Institute, River School of Worship, and River School of Government. So let me just let me just play this for you. I'll be right back. In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need 
is hope. They need healing. They need love. They need a savior. They need someone who will lay down their life. Someone with the fire of God who will hear God's call and bring Jesus to the world. What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute, a place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The Word will challenge those of you attending to find clarity in your calling and deepen your relationship with the Lord. It will provide you with a new perspective on how to reach the lost for Christ and live in God's life-changing power. It is a place where you will be empowered to make a difference and set your world on fire with revival. God is calling for all believers. Will you answer? That's a good question. Will you answer the call? The call of the lost? The cry of the lost? call of God on your life? Do you have the call of God on your life? So I've got exciting news that if if the tuition has been what's stopping you, I have been given permission by the administration of River Bible Institute of the schools to give you a scholarship to River Bible Institute or River School of Government. Either, I mean, I'm sorry, River Bible Institute and River School of Worship. But the River School of Government at this time does not have scholarships. But don't let that stop you. God's going to make a way. He will. He's going to make a way. So I've been given permission to give you scholarship. Now, if you know of somebody that has a call of God on their life, whether it's a family member, a friend, or whoever it may be, you can give them a full scholarship. They don't have to pay it back. You don't have to pay it back. And then they can give somebody they know or meet or lead to the Lord a, a scholarship. And then they can and so on and so on and so on. And just a ripple effect. So that's really, really exciting. I'm so excited to be able to do that, to give you that that authority to do so as well. Now... You can go to River School of Government dot com. River School of Government dot com. River School of Worship dot com. River School of Worship dot com. River Bible Institute dot com River 
BibleInstitute.com for further information. You can even apply online and you can tell them that Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave you a scholarship. Even when you apply online, if you just tell, or if you call in the office, just tell them that Deborah from Fire Talk Radio gave you a scholarship. And school starts January fifth, but new student orientation is July second. So I'm looking forward to seeing you, and looking forward to what God is gonna do, going to do in your life. You won't recognize yourself for the better. I'm excited. If you have any prayer requests, comments, testimonies, questions, feel free to email me at firetalkradio2 at yahoo.com. That is firetalkradio2, that's with a number two, at yahoo.com. If you have any prayer requests, there's a prayer line at 866-857-4837. That's 866-85-RIVER, R-I-V-E-R. And you can also go to the website at revival.com. That's R-E-V-A-V-A-L.com. Let me see if I have any other announcements here before we end with a song. Just uh, for all of you listeners listening in Ireland, January 5th through January 9th, Pastors Rodney and Adonica will be ministering in Ireland. Ireland ablaze. And that will be... At Living Rivers Church, 2 to 4 Railway Street, Ballymena Co. Antrim, BT422AB, Ireland. For further information, you can go to revival.com. And also, I know I've got some listeners in South Africa. Doctors Ronnie and Donna Cower Brown will be doing 21 days of revival in South Africa. It's going to be a week in, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce this right, Blumenfontein. I probably butchered it, but B L O E M F O N T E I N, South Africa. And in Pretoria, that wasn't as hard. And also in Cape Town. Now I know I have listeners in Canada. Pastors Ronnie and Adonica Harrow Brown will be in Ontario, I won't say that right, Ontario, Canada, in April 12th through the 17th. So look forward to that and, and be a part and 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 so be a part of that. 
I think I covered everything. I look forward to to uh I very much look forward to to being with you again and having you join me. I want you to know that you are accepted in the beloved. You are loved by him and by me. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.